What is up, everyone? Welcome back to this episode of the Athlete Special Podcast. My name is Ray Rivera, and I'm here with my brilliant co-host, the Athlete Special, the great Spencer Brown. How are you doing today, Spencer? I'm doing pretty good. Um, if you can tell by the tone of my voice, Ray would also agree with me. We're kind of tired, guys. Um, tired from training, tired from a long day. We're probably going to start recording these podcasts at a... Uh, more convenient time of day because what what time is it? It's like nine fifteen right now, and you had a long day of work. So, and I had a, a workout today, so we're a little tired. But you know, it it always feels good hopping on the pod, get a nice little conversation in with Ray. I think that was like my best intro ever. That didn't sound like smooth as hell to you. <laughs> that sounded so good to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sounded pretty good. It was a. Uh, you really talked me up, made me sound pretty cool. So, yeah, I appreciate that. But anyway, guys, uh, let me let me start this episode off by, I guess, recapping my weekend uh, on the running end. I guess it's an update for Ray as well, if you haven't been following along on the running stuff for me. So we raced um, JD, or we raced a DMR this weekend at Indiana. And then the following day, we raised a one mile at like 11.30 in the morning. I put my video out, so check it out if you are interested in watching the the meet. Uh, The quick rundown is that I split 408 on the DMR 1600 leg. And then I came back the next day and ran 407, which is a pretty disappointing weekend for me. Um, I guess the caveat with the, the 1600 meter split on the DMR was that I closed in 35.5 for the last 200, which is terrible. But a lot of that was just mental because I didn't, we knew we weren't going to get the nationals qualifying time. So I kind of, I wouldn't say gave up, but like mentally when, when I saw the clock, I knew that we weren't going to get the time and like, I just fell apart from there. So the effort was probably more like a 404 effort, but I, I clearly just didn't run that. But, um, I was like 301 through 1200, which is like 402 pace. So I think I'm a little bit closer to um, four minute shape than like my results indicated. And then the 407 I ran the next morning was at 1130. Um, Didn't really feel good for it. I didn't sleep well the night before. I kind of sound like I'm just making excuses. I'm not. It sounds like a massive sandbag. sandbag. I'm just kind of. I'm kind of just trying to walk people through like what I was thinking. Um, and looking back, like, you know, I, I was kind of a little pissed off about the DMR from the night before. And I was telling my coach, I was just, I just wanted to go right to the back. And that honestly just didn't help me at all. I should have just like stopped thinking about how I felt shitty and, um, just like tried to race more not worry about the time, not worry about anything. So at the end of the day, it was a good lesson that, um, you know, first of all, like, Nothing is ever given to you. You have to earn it. Um, I ran sub four last year, but I certainly need to start running better if I want to have a chance to do that again. So it was a bit of a wake up call this weekend, but uh, spirits are high again. I talked to my dad. He was, I mean, he, if anyone knows my dad, he doesn't listen to this podcast. So I can kind of talk about that a little bit if you, if you have questions. But yeah, I, my dad was really pissed off about uh, the times I ran this weekend. So I talked to him for a while, but. Cleared the air with him. I talked to my coach and, you know, all you got to do is uh, have a short-term memory, move on and just, you know, remain confident. So 
Ooh, I've been talking for a while. You want to just take over and talk about something? No, I, I think it's crazy that you – I mean, you could have probably ran really fast if you didn't bust out at 35. I mean, I know you can close in 28, like, no matter how bad you're hurting. Um, so, I mean, closing in 440 paces, that, that's pretty – that's kind of wild. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, listen, it, you're going to go to JDL this coming weekend. Um, because I, t- I, it's funny. I talked to Bonds this weekend. Had a little chat with Bonds. Um, but you know, you're going to go to JDL, and no matter what you run, it's going to literally get uh, adjusted to be like nine fifteen. Yeah, for the for the whole distance. Like, I mean, it's nothing to stress about, you know. Um, oh, and yeah. I think going through in three oh one is just like very opt. In my opinion, it's pretty optimistic. Yeah, no, that's that's you know, that's it's always important to take away the, the the positives, and there were a lot of positives from the weekend. But yeah, no, and that's obviously you you have probably haven't heard that I closed in thirty five point five, but yeah, that that is terrible to close in that. So yeah, it's I, very well, bad. Yeah, like I'm that that's like that's literally you're right. That's four forty pace. So like whatever you run is just the time is destroyed from that. But um. Yeah, no. Uh and what Ray's referring to is that we're gonna in a couple of weeks we're gonna run another DMR on a flat track called JDL. And uh that's where Ray and I got our nationals qualifier for the DMR a few years ago at um basically the the track if you run like ten seconds slower than like what you normally have to run for the DMR, it gets like the 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 a great adjusted pace like gets you into the meet it's a conversion so it's a bit of a cheap way to get into nationals oh it it's such a cheat code and then also too cuz now there's people there's like flat tracks at altitude and you get a conversion if you run at altitude so like a flat track altitude conversion cuz altitude already if you run 407 at altitude it converts down to like 358 i think dude so if you, yeah it's crazy it's crazy i i don't think to how do you feel about like conversions as a whole i mean like you said it did get us into nationals um because we ran terrible i ran like 150 like two or three i think you ran pretty good um and amos obviously just destroyed everyone but we like i feel like we weren't that fit and we like or i wasn't that fit and we just snuck it out no it's i think the I've got my own opinions on the conversions. I, I think like the DMR JDL one is definitely like a little cheap gray area. Like definitely teams talk about that and people listening may or may not know that that's like a pretty, like it's become more controversial over the last few years because like literally half of the teams that make nationals do it. But um, with conversions at altitude, on a flat track, I think those are a little cheap. Like I, I don't think they count those for like. I feel like you can only get like one ailment at a time. No, they give you. I mean, they give you both. They give you both. So like, Jesus. Um, I think like all the like you know who does those a lot is the NAU guys. They do like. Is that why their four hundred seven got turned into yeah. like a three fifty like eight? Yeah. A four hundred seven converts to a three fifty eight. So if you run a four hundred seven. Wait, wait, wait. Can we fact check? Are you sure? Are you sure about that? Yes, 100%. Jesus. If you run a 40 If you run a 408, 
0.5, I think it converts to a four flat. So it's like an 8.5 or nine. It's at least 8.5 second conversion. Um, however, like the, the NAU guys have backed it at real meets. Like they, they do like crazy conversion miles where they run like 407, which converts to 358. So they get their nationals time, which I don't, I just don't know how fair that is for a couple of reasons. The first is that I don't know if like the flat track and altitude should be adjusted that much for such a short event. But then also like these guys who are training at altitude are already have an advantage because they're used to the altitude. So like if I were to go out there and try to do a 407 at altitude, it might be really difficult for me because I just am not used to that. And, and you, mm. you trained at altitude before you definitely have to get adjusted to it. Yeah, I, you definitely need time to get adjusted to it. Um, but I mean, we'll we'll see this weekend because Jordy Beamish is the one guy I think I was looking at his um, converted time. He's running Milrose this weekend. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he's obviously like a proven runner. He's run, he won an NCAA title in the mile last year. And I think he got into NCAAs with a 406 conversion last year. But I mean... Look, yeah, and everyone slept on him too because everyone was like, "What?" Like everyone, well, I thought I was like, "How'd this guy get in?" And then I remembered the the conversion. Yeah, but like, and and we see now that the kid won it, so like, obviously, like, you can't shit on the conversions too much. I think it's, it's, it's like, you can be salty about them, but at the end of the day, like, it's not my place. It's not your place to say if it's fair or not because you know, like. Two weeks ago, the same NAU guys who did the converted mile went down to BU, and Tyler Day or one one of them ran thirteen fifteen mm. for five k, which is ridiculous. Double record. Yeah. So like they're they're those guys are really good, but like you know, it's an interesting it's an interesting topic. I, I just don't know like what the deal is with with conversions especially altitude as well and when when it when it's altitude and flat track it's like you, you'd be shocked by like a 5k like i think if you run like a 1430 it converts to like a 1355 that makes sense i think I, I, yeah i i suppose it makes sense and and like i mean the the general idea is that it, it's a crazy conversion like no matter what I, I remember because when Amos finished Amish Amish, when Amos finished at uh, JDL, um, and this is kind of a little unrelated, I guess, but I I called because we were looking for pictures. You remember we wanted to see what that that picture of us picking up Amos looked like. Yeah. Um, and I called the guy, and I actually was talking to the guy who like owns or or runs JDL. And do you know what he said to me? No. I said, uh, like, hey, do you have these pictures? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get them over to you. What's your email? Um, give him my email. And then he's like, man, that, that conversion, right? And I'm like, yeah, it's so crazy. And he's like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know why it's not bigger. It's so hard to run at JDL. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and the guy was like, yeah, man, it's like I, they should make the conversion at least two two seconds bigger in the DMR. And I was like, Jesus Christ, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. You want the you want people to come here and and basically do what Oregon did at Arkansas, which is another ridiculously fast track. Let's talk about that. Have, have you ever ran at Arkansas? No, no, no. Is that or no? I haven't. But they have a nice track, and that's where 
Oregon ran nine twenty. Oregon, yeah, yeah, dude. That's I mean, I mean, just hats off to dude Cooper. Yeah, Cooper Cooper's so freaking fit. Oh yeah. my god, he's gonna destroy three k, five k, whatever he chooses to run. I don't think it's gonna be the mile, but yeah. at NCAs, he's winning three k, five one of them. I, I yeah, I was talking with Bonds about that. He thinks that Tears probably right now the best three k guy in the country. He he's just fit all around. I mean. To give you guys context, what we're talking about, Oregon just broke the national record for the DMR. They ran 924, and they Cooper Tier pretty much soloed a 355 um, mile or 1500 or 1600 leg to seal the deal. Which is, it's just you just have to be so strong to do that, you know? Oh, by yourself, yeah. So I, I was. I mean, I was, I was, I was blown away by that. Like I saw that on the, on the TL and I only saw the splits at first and I was like, did Cooper run three fifty five? And then they brought up the results and I was like, holy shit, he fucking ran three fifty five. Yeah. And they, and crazy. Also, they weren't even like crazy fast through the first few legs. Like, um, I think like the, the 1200 guys ran like two fifty four. And then they had like a 45 or 46, 400 guy, which is really good. And then they had like a 148 leg on the the 800. So like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like they were like out crazy fast, but yeah, no Cooper tier hats off to him. Doubt he's listening to the athlete special podcast, but maybe if you know Cooper tier, if you've heard of him, then, you know, that's, it's pretty cool that a kid who's he's actually younger than me is, is he in your grade ray or is he your older yeah grade? yeah he's he's in my my class yeah he's young too that that's impressive he's a junior then shit he's he's a good he's he's good it's it's gonna be exciting um to see like what people are gonna run at ncaa's hopefully i can get a time myself i'd love to get on a dmr or get in the mile at some point um sneak into a final and just Hope that the whole field like falls down with a lap to go, and I get the dub. <laughs> that'd be a that'd be a crazy video. I know, dude. Just think about the clout. Think about what would it, what would happen if I actually won a title, like via like a fucked up like finish type thing. Oh, Let's Run would have a field day. Oh my god, Let's Run would be so tight. I'm not so right now. Running isn't going great, so I'm honestly avoiding let's run. I just don't want to. I don't want to have to see if I'm getting exposed at all. I'm hoping I'm not. I, I doubt I am. I, I've been on let's run recently. You haven't. You haven't popped up at all. That's good. That makes me happy. It's only when you run well and then you have a shitty day that then let's run has a field day with you. But I feel like it's just one person. It is. It's, it's just, just one person who really, really hates you. Yeah, and I, and, obviously this person is a super fan too. Like I, it would absolutely not surprise me if they listen to the podcast because they seem to know a lot about me and they make like weird digs at me, but like they always are watching the videos. So it's weird. Yeah. It's let's run's a weird place. Cause um, I, I'll try to be like vague, but my, my coach or my high school coach, Travis, he runs for Hoka and someone made like a post about, um, like the coaching situation over there and they were able to like kind of figure out who made the post because it was like yeah it was kind of like a rat situation you know um but it's crazy how the people the people who are writing about you on let's run are usually 
it's usually someone you probably know in person. Yeah. Or or knows maybe in your case not in person, but someone who knows a good amount about you. I I think I may have said this on a podcast a long time ago, but one comment that made me sad, one person said like I met Spencer last year and he was without a doubt the biggest douchebag I've ever met in my entire life. I think that's so funny. It's like fuck. Someone who knows me that shit. I don't think it's real. No, I think he said like Spencer is hands down or I had the greatest displeasure of meeting him. I don't know. It was worded in a kind of funny way. Um, but I was like, shit, like now I actually feel bad. Like, did I like come off like a dick? And this goes back to like just like people probably will be interested into in hearing this, like, who are listening right now. Um like I, I just wonder what like people, because like I I forget that like I, I I have like you know me you know me well and like you can say like oh yeah like you definitely have like you act the same well, way you act on well, camera with your videos but like you know like at this point like I definitely act a little bit different on camera than I do in real life so my I guess what I'm saying to you is like it's just like I I I kind of wonder like when people because. At this point, a, a fair amount of people will say, like, what's up to to me, like, whether I'm out of meat or not. Like, if I'm just walking around, like, I might get, like, a, hey, athlete special. And, like, I want – and I'm usually pretty low-key, like, hey, man, what's up? And then just, like, go about my day. But, like, I wonder how people perceive that if, if, or, like, if there is some sort of expectation, like, oh, do the, like, you know, the – Do the chicken. <laughs> or, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. Like I just I don't want to let people down, but like if you meet me and I'm not and if I don't have my camera on, like I'm not gonna be a dick, but like I might be like more chilled out if that makes sense. I I could see how someone could think you're I, I and we've talked about this before, but I could see how someone could think you're a dick if they just met you or like if you were in like I could see someone meeting you in a hotel lobby like the day after a race or day before a race. And you be like you like doing work or something and then coming up and like you just being very like dismissive. Like when you're focused, you kind of ignore people. Like, yeah. you know that. I mean, you know that. No, like no. When you're focused, though, like you kind of like you're really focused. No. Um, so I could see like that maybe being the situation. But I don't think someone if someone like met you, I don't think they you would like do anything to like. Irk them, you know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah. I guess it's more in my head. But yeah, I, I try to be nice. Like, but you're right. Like. You know, like if I let's, yeah, that, that is a good example. Like if, if I'm like coming off, like maybe I'm even just like having, I had a bad race or something like I, I, I usually am pretty like short term memory about like, you know, just like trying to separate like my race from like my mood after and be nice to people. But I guess if people are listening who saw me this weekend, shout out to you guys. Appreciate you guys coming out. Um, and to anyone who's ever actually met me, I hope I was not a letdown and uh, you didn't think that I was some like prima donna bitch because I would never want to be that. I just it's it is it's interesting that like I, I just like you have always known me as Spencer because like the athlete special wasn't really a thing when we met. But mm-hmm. like it'd be weird to put yourself in someone's shoes where like. They don't, they have never met me before. They literally only know my YouTube channel from probably about like a year ago. So like, just let that sink in for a second and really think like, 
because you don't even watch all my videos at this point. You, we, I, yeah, I don't watch that. I watch like probably like forty percent. Yeah, which is like I say this to all my friends. Like I would never expect or like really care if my actual friends are watching my videos because like they know me. But like I'm well, you, you know what I do now actually. I watch the videos, but I skip through them. So like I'll I'll just like skip through and catch like little parts. Like I caught you saying like coronavirus a bunch, and then I caught Kenny doing the review of the pizza. Yeah, and then I I didn't end up watching the race. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, and you like, I can totally get that. Um, I always find that like it's. I mean, obviously the race videos I post are probably like the most. They get the most views, but like. The races themselves are like pretty boring for the most part. At least maybe that's because I actually that totally is because I know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you usually already know the results, so you're like, well, I don't want to just like watch like a, a like a non like high quality like video of Spencer running around a track. But anyway, um, <laughs> I want to talk about the coronavirus. Is it so? In the video, I was saying like, you can't I, say that. I did. I don't why <laughs> bro you can't. okay so once again for context in spencer's like most recent video he's in an airport and he's saying coronavirus pretty audibly you you like and 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 uh meanwhile i think kenny and matt piams they both have um like the the surgeon masks masks because i think they they were they were both sick you were saying right they both had colds and they were just like trying to like not spread germs and like okay so they're not trying to spread germs they have these masks on and spencer's going coronavirus 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 it's like saying it's like saying bomb in the airport you don't just don't do it i didn't know that though i didn't know that i okay there's a few it's it's common sense (laughs) i know i feel like i'm probably offending people too like i didn't know that the coronavirus was actually a big deal no, it's it's not that okay, okay. First of all, it's like a global emergency. It's it's literally on the who list for like a global emergency. One. And and two, it's it's not like a crazy big deal, but like if someone's sick and you're with them and you're saying like coronavirus in a place where you're literally you're transporting the disease. Like you ever yeah. play Plague Inc.? Airports are known as like the dirtiest places in the world exactly but no so it, it's not a good look it's just not a good look it's not that it's bad no, nowhere near near as bad as saying bomb no, in an airport. no. It, it was a learning lesson because i just i think that you know this is like the first time i'm really like being super honest like i, I i'm not the most like politically up to date with everything like I, I try to put on the show especially on the pod like that i know what's going on in the world but like with the coronavirus, I totally just have not been like in in touch with that. So like, I guess what was going through my head was like, like clearly no one on our team had the coronavirus. Fuck, there's like two people in the U.S. who have it. So I was saying it like because I thought you could just like I, I didn't I didn't know it was a trigger word, but like now looking back, I just am like God, I was so, so stupid. But I don't know. I I think it was funny just because it was an honest mistake, but. The funny part was the reaction from my teammates being like, dude, stop saying that. But, I mean, I'll end this little segment of the podcast. By the- I would have, if I was with you, like, that's one of those things, like, you know how I get when I don't like, when I feel uncomfortable, I would have been like, bro, stop, stop. I know, you would have been so mad. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I guess, like, I 
am like a puppy when I'm in public. Like I just like I I don't I'm not like good with like like I, I feel like Ray like knows how to like act in public better than I do. And that's just like always been a thing and like people always think like that I'm just like I'm not like No, no, I, I'm a little hypersensitive. I'll admit that. Cause cause like I I should care less about what people think in public of me. Yeah, and I probably just like and I'm like I think I'm just like blatantly like not aware of what's going on ever. Like Well, cause the one thing that gets me and I like look back, but when spent well that wasn't your first time in New York, obviously, but we were in New York and I had never been around Spencer when he was like vlogging. I think this was like one of the first outdoor meets that we were kind of traveling. Um and Spencer, we get off the bus, we go into our hotel, we're in like downtown uh Manhattan. And we start walking around and Spencer sees a dollar pizza place and he goes, bro, dollar pizza, no way. But he's like screaming it. And like all these people are just looking at us like we're like, like not like we're we're, like just idiotic tourists. And I, 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 I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. Oh god, that dude, that was you actually told that story really well too. I guess basically, yeah, it, that along with me, like at the time, it was me with my iPhone, like vlogging. I think I was like, "What's going on, guys? We're outside um, this dollar pizza place, crazy good deal." And like I remember on the in the inside, we were like, "Dude, this is such a good deal. You can also get like a canned Coke for like another dollar." And like you were just like, ah, oh, dude, just fucking act like you've been here before. <laughs> it was really funny, but that is that oh, is. But you were screaming like because you were doing like the audible like there anybody who's vlog knows there's like your talking voice and then there's like your vlog voice which projects a little bit more has a little bit more energy and he was doing like both of those outside and inside and no one everyone was just going about their day they were like commuting and just trying to eat some like lunch quickly before they had to go to work or whatever and, and everyone's quiet and Spencer's just like swooning over this deal oh my god it's me every time yeah i don't know yeah we don't we we don't mesh well in public or i don't know maybe we do that was just i had to get used to it i mean i've gotten used to it um yeah but maybe it's because because i'm like i'm from new jersey but like i i'm very familiar with new york and like i know how people act in new york it's almost like you everyone you're busy you don't have time to pay attention to other people yeah. But when people are like 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 that, I guess it throws off almost like the whole little balance of yeah. everyone else not giving a crap about you. It's like weird. It's hard to describe. Yeah, I think it's just like everyone's got like an understanding that like you're just like in the zone doing your thing and everyone's like respecting each other's space. So like when there's like that one douchebag, like the guy who's like, yo, dollar pizza, that can, it just throws off the vibe. It's just, it's just not the New York vibe. But I will say, I, over the years, one thing that uh, I, I, ha- I have to be thankful for with like the YouTube thing is that it's really made me um, just a lot more confident in public. Not that I wasn't confident in public, but like now, like I'm at the point where like I could pretty much vlog in front of like 
random people in like a public location, no problem. Would not have a problem at all. Like, whereas like when I first started, like you kind of are shy with it. Like, I mean, you like, you like high, like if someone's walking towards you, you wait for them to walk and then you, you do it. Exactly. Exactly. But like, I'm at the point where I'm just like beyond the fucks given, which is like kind of fun. Cause like what I've learned is that like, no one's judging or if like people want to judge, like, what are you doing, bro? Like, why are you vlogging? I can be like, well, I've, I've got like, like, like I'm vlogging for like my channel, you know, like it's, there's a valid reason and like but more important than anything around it's like people like avoid public interaction at all costs these days that like if you are just like being weird vlogging in public like people are gonna like even try harder not to talk to you which sounds bad but i'm guess what i'm saying is like no one's like you're not gonna embarrass yourself is what i'm saying like at least I don't feel embarrassed because like no one's no one's judging it or maybe if they're judging it they're not going to do anything about it. So that's just one thing that I've kind of over the years gotten better at. And now that I have like a vlogging camera, I feel kind of official out there. So yeah, there you go. What what were you were those keys? What what was that? Oh, the audience know that was that was that was all shaky. I yeah, I have my keys in my hand right now. Um, Tomorrow, actually, yeah, I'll stop doing that. How how long was that? Like pretty loud or no? That was very. It was very audible. I tried to say something in, in the middle of you talking, but you kind of glossed over it. It was only like for thirty seconds, and I'm, I'm too. I'm not gonna take us out of the podcast because I'm too lazy. Yeah, okay. That this this is my keys. Sorry about that. I I, I was so into the pod, I wasn't even thinking. Do, do you have to go move your your car? No, no, no. I don't have to move my car, but I am thinking about tomorrow. So. Tomorrow, uh, explain your whole like street parking situation and how annoying it is. Oh, well, okay. So I live on a road where I I have zone three parking because I live in zone three and I bought it so I can park outside my house, but I live on a, um, a rush hour traffic road. So from the hour 4 p.m. to 6:30 p.m. I can't park on the side of the road that's closest to me, and from so I have to put the car on the other side for that two-hour period, and then from 7 a.m. to 9:30 a.m. I can't have my car on the other side of the road, which is morning rush hour traffic. So I pretty much always have to be cognizant of where my car is, or else I'll get a fat hundred-dollar ticket. Which pissed yeah. me the fuck off. Have you gotten one? Because I I got one for parking on on that other road that we like, not the main one, but the one we park on, um, the other one. I I got one recently when I got back from winter break because I forgot that I um. So a lot of times, what happens is like at like four o'clock, I'll move my car onto the other side of the road, and then I always have to remind myself to to get the car at like after 6 30 p.m and move it back because if you forget to do that then you go to sleep and at 7 a.m if it's still on the other side of the road then you're going to get a ticket and i forgot like it was one of the first days i was back from winter break so i got hit with the hundred dollar ticket i I mean for it's such it's annoying i have like a routine down now but like 
nothing wakes you up more than a hundred dollar ticket to like never fuck. Oh again. yeah. When I whenever I'm sleeping at at um, I keep almost saying where you live, but whenever I'm sleeping there, like I literally will wake up at like like eight. And I won't be able to sleep because I'm just like, damn, I got to go like move the car. I got to go move the car. I got to move the, like, the car. Yeah. Every time I'm you so come over, to move yeah, when you come over, I, I, like, I'll, be, I'll like come downstairs in the morning and you'll be like, yo, dude, do I have to move my car? And usually I'll be like, yeah, probably. It, it is, it's so stressful though. But I, I think that having a car in DC net is net positive. It's been really nice, especially like these last years of college, like – being able to just be mobile is so huge. And I, I drive it almost everywhere. I actually went to the dentist today. Um, I was feeling some pain in my wisdom teeth. So I tried to go on campus and they were like, what the fuck? You, like, we're not a dentist. You need to go see a real dentist. So I had to go to Arlington, Virginia. But because I have a car, I was able to drive. And... Uh, Basically, they're saying that I have to get my wisdom teeth taken out. Oh, uh, dude, I have to get mine taken out too. I I don't want to do it. I, I she was like, so basically, like your wisdom teeth are fully grown in, and three of them are fine, but one of them, the the skin is kind of like jutted out, and it's like, gonna dude, get that's them. literally what's happening to mine right now. I need to get them out so bad. And I was just like, she was like, so like, can we set up an appointment to do that? And I was like, no. Nope. I'm, I can't do that. She was like, why? And I was like, running. I can't do that because of running. And she was like, are you sure? Like, it's kind of like you need to do it soon. And I was like, I just, look, I can't, like, I, at least until this summer, I probably can't get it done. That's just, I mean, it goes back to, like, just running in general. Like, it really is a, it's, it's, it's not a sport. It's a lifestyle. Like, you can't, like, when you're really competitively doing it, like I, I can't take a week. I just can't, I can never afford to take like one week off to just do that. You know? Yeah. I, that's why I haven't done it yet. And I've needed to get it done for like two and a half years now. You dude, you should do it now before you start I, getting really fit and then have to do, I mean, or just like keep, I don't have insurance off. now though. Yeah. Okay. Then I would just honestly, I mean, dude, humans, you know, I, I think, I think we'll both be fine if we don't do it, but People listening, I mean, you you might know better if there's like a dentist in the chat right now, or dude, if there's a dentist listening the, to this, that's so cool. In the listening area, is it yeah. like, like, do you actually need to get your wisdom teeth taken out, or is that like just like a one money of the, grab? Like, is it like I don't know? People before technology didn't get them taken out, but um, actually, going off that though, um. What are your thoughts on like me doing like a live video ever on YouTube? Like, is there what's the value in that? I I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll tell you one idea I had for the podcast that you could definitely do live. Um, is if when next time we were together, I wanted to to basically do like a live YouTube thing, and then have people send in their numbers and then call call in. Maybe not live actually. Um, just because people would probably call and just like Kenny, like if Kenny was to call, Kenny would probably just, you know, you know, Kenny. Yeah. Um, something stupid. Yeah. But like maybe give out or ask people to send in their phone numbers and just like call people and talk to them. I dude, I would love to do some like a live that we could do that on YouTube actually, dude. 
That'd be yeah. really fun. Just get like short little two minute conversations with people. And like, I guess we could like archive it, archive it. Is that how you pronounce it? Ar- archive it as a YouTube video. Um, but I think that'd even be a good video idea for you. Yeah. I, I, how would I, well, wait, first of all, dude, is there like a, an app we could use that they could like call? That's not my number. Well, we could just call them star six, seven or use Google and call them from like the Google number. Uh, make a fake one. So they give us our, okay. That makes sense. They give us their numbers and then we just call them. Yeah. And it will be like random. So it's not like unfair. Cool. No, I would do that for sure. Like call in, ask one question and we'll answer it. Yeah. That'd be really fun. I would honestly look into doing that like like a live Q&A like soon like and I'd be interested too to see like I wonder how many people we could get like on live at once. I I assume like maybe like 5 or 600 at once on YouTube, but like I doubt that there'd be that many people watching at once, you know. Yeah, it would have to be like you'd have to I mean if you notified Instagram, I bet you could get a couple hundred people easy. Yeah. I I don't know, that's a good idea to put into consideration. But anyway, back to the whole me jangling around my car keys talking about that stuff. The reason I was jangling them around is because I was thinking tomorrow uh and this is what I'm going to do for a YouTube video. Riley and I are going to drive to the Lincoln Memorial park somewhere over there and and do like an interview video to random strangers about the next percent shoes. That's cool. That's a good idea. I it's, like that. It's, it's something, it's just something a little bit different. So I want to, I just want to let you know that, uh, it's, it's a, it's a different video. Ho- hopefully it does well, but I think more so like, it'll just be like entertaining just to see what like people have to say about the shoes. I don't know if you have any suggestions off of that that we could do if we're going to go into public tomorrow. I, I would pitch one pitch I would have. I would tell people like um, I wouldn't tell people about the running shoe. I wouldn't open up with that. But I would say, look, um, in baseball or I don't know, there, there's a baseball bat now that they just came out with and it makes you hit five percent farther. And only one brand has the technology. Do you think they should be able to use it? Go. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think you should definitely yeah. try to. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much implying that I'm totally against the shoe, though. Well, well, you you know what I'm saying? Like, don't frame it in a running shoe. Because, yeah. you know, I was talking to um, I was talking to someone today about the next percents. And, you know. The point that like really resonated with me that they made today was that like if Nike can't if they're banning shoes now, then what's the point of Nike even sponsoring athletes in a way like that's maybe a little bit more general than what they were saying. But like if Nike can't use their brand new tech on athletes like. How do I describe it? Like it essentially takes away from the brand itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, I feel that. And also the interesting thing too, like there's so much now that I'm like reading all of the stuff from the from the um, World Athletics legislation, or I think it was World Athletics, but this is also putting a four month window, a four month window um, for competitive shoes 
is gonna basically it's bullying like adidas it's bullying hoka it's bullying um brooks all of them to come up with a perform like come out with a performance shoe in the next four months that's approved wait so wait can you ex- how about you explain real quick what did they end up ruling in the last week so they basically said that the shoe can't have a stack of like more than like 28 millimeters or 32 or some some number so the, the shoe can't be too thick okay. um because that essentially allows for more energy to return or I, I don't know the science behind it um and then they said no prototypes in competition so what kipchoge did with um with the alpha flyer oh my god alpha fly yeah, yeah. whatever they're whatever he did they're the alpha uh, to go sub two hours like you can't use a prototype in competition okay and then shoes need to be out four months before they can be used in competition okay so what the and then my my um oh, but i see what you're saying my guess is it's gonna basically force a lot of these companies because right now we're six months out from the olympic trials um and actually we're and, the the marathon trials are coming up even sooner which is like all that really matters yeah so basically they probably only have like a month and a half maybe less to come out with something comparable to the four percent if they want their athletes to use it i mean if they're okay with their athletes using the nikes and just covering the swoosh with a lot which a lot of brands um athletes have been doing they can do that but you know it's this shoe politics is it's interesting it's very interesting yeah i agree i think uh I think it's a topic that we'll, we will continue to kind of discuss and you seem to know more about it than I do. And it is, it, I think it's at least good that they at this point have like some sort of real rule set down though. You know, it might be unfair for mm-hmm. now, but like at least it's something like there's an acknowledgement that like, that there needs to be like, like, like there's more of a definition of what a legal shoe is which is just like which is good for like future uh shoe engineers and like what they can work with and what they should just not be able to work with you know yeah no 100 percent agreed i mean the four percent is the only legal one out of the next and the alpha fly right now oh the are the next percents no the next percents are legal dude are they i thought that someone was telling me they're banned no the next percents are are definitely legal i know that because but but the but yeah, the, I guess the next percents are just the newer four percents. But the alphas are definitely not going to be legal. They're too. Yeah, thick. I mean the alphas are freaking thick. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. It kind of sucks. Though. It does suck for Nike now because now no one's gonna who would ever want to buy those shoes. I mean, there there may be, you know, the problem with the next percent, and I don't want to crap on the next percents. I don't want to crap on like any shoe company. But the problem with the next percent is like they don't even really have like a training aspect to them. Like they're purely for racing. Um, if they were to be banned, you know, because they break down so like that shoe breaks down so fast. Yeah. Um, you could you should only wear it in competition if you aren't like a millionaire. Yeah, and honestly, you know? for in my own experience with the shoe, like I kind of got behind the hype for it, but like after wearing it a few times, like it kind of just like made my calves really tight. And uh, I, I don't think it was the shoe for me, which like I, if I was doing a road race, yeah, I would for sure wear them. But like, other than that, you're right. I, I don't, as a 
athlete, I, I don't I don't see the point in wanting to wear those shoes that often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also too maybe. Maybe they're just not supposed to be worn like daily. Like how I mean, I guess Kipchoge trains in them. He does train in them. Yeah. He was training in the Alpha Flies like today. Um, yeah, but it's a whole interesting like conundrum, and it's definitely I think over the next couple years, like that's going to be a, a massive focus um, in in a athletic apparel is like the advantage because right now we're hitting like that technological point where like things are only going to get crazier from here, you know? Um, yeah. And also too, what's going to be interesting is that those Nike spikes that, um, that cause at the world at world, there was a bunch of Nike athletes wearing these like unreleased um, bubble spikes. I think they're called the waffles. Yeah. I think that's the, the name on the street. Um, but like, are those like, what's up with those, you know? what's up yeah. what's inside those and are those giving back any like percentages any energy are those going to be legal those don't have a huge stack but they have an air bubble yeah so yeah knows? and like kind of unfair like one kid i was racing against this weekend i won't say the name but in the mile i was racing i noticed he had the shoes like the the waffle one or whatever with the air bubble and like i was like kind of whispering to some other guy like yo how the fuck did that kid get those shoes and he was like oh like i talked to him and he said like he just knew someone high up at nike which is like that's just like how you have to get those type of shoes right now and like you're right though like i I wonder like they're not released so should they like and now that they have like the shoe needs to be released for four months to be legal you know and that almost i i didn't read the rules exactly but that might just be on the road i don't know I don't know. Well, so. it's, it's, it's a very hot topic that we're just going to have to kind of watch before our eyes. I guess I'll, uh, I'll end the show. The episode, or, oh yeah, Keep going. What, what else do you have to say? No, I was just going to say that it, it's, it's literally going to be something that like we've talked about it probably like three or four times maybe now um, just because it's like yeah. ever updating and it's just going to be reoccurring on this show. Like I was saying before, like the athletic apparel is just going to keep getting better and better. And we're going to have to really deem what should be legal and what shouldn't be. So a lot of you guys have been reaching out to me, reaching out to Spencer um, with really kind words. And we really appreciate, you know, someone who takes time out of their day to comment on any content we've created. You know, that little bit of... You might call it validation or that little bit of positivity goes a long way in uh, keeping us making this show, keeping Spencer doing videos. So what uh, we wanted to start doing was basically kind of shouting out one to two people every week who might have sent something in, commented on Strava, commented on anything. Um, And yeah, so me and Spencer have got together um, a person each who has kind of interacted with us and we're gonna basically read out their message now so yeah the first the person that i'm gonna say shout out to was from my last video my race video his name was connor but it's spelled c-o-n-n-a-1-r um interesting spelling but he said spencer i used to be pretty fat then i got into running then ran a good 800 freshman year saw your aim and ad video over the summer and started doing it now my core is really strong that stuff works man 
So shout out Connor for doing the eight minute abs. Ray, do you do your eight minute abs ever or no? So, so I, I was looking at that last video and I saw that comment and I was like, fuck, I should really start doing eight minute abs. Um, cause I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing abs right now, but like you, I have such a weak core. I have such a weak core. Do your abs, bro. Do your damn abs. And, and all, all the listeners do their damn abs too. Maybe that maybe that that you could throw that on a on a t shirt, some uh, some athlete uh, special apparel. Not a bad um, idea. My message is from one David underscore McCarthy, and he basically just said it simple, very simple. He said, "Huge fan of the podcast. I've been listening since the very start. Love from the UK, heart." Shout out, amazing! Brother. Shout out UK. Yeah. Shout out, shout out UK. Shout out everyone across the world. And thanks for listening to this podcast. Hope you guys have a great day. Hope you had a great day of training, great week of training and see you next week.